All right. Hey, Josh, man, uh, look, uh, uh, we really need your expertise uh, for another episode of the podcast. And uh, we know you, we can count on you. What, what do you say, buddy? I don't know. Um, the last few times have been real doozies. Yeah, but I'm I mean, not, you know, I'm never going to get that hour and a half to two hours back. You know, I'm I'm getting older. I just what are you going to do? Sit around watching old wrestling uh, Monday Night Raws and pay-per-views in order? I, that's a waste of time, too. This look, at least this way, you're helping us help other people avoid these movies. We're, you're doing us a service. But I, I think that I think, Josh, I think that this time you might actually it might actually be all right. Uh, Brendan, you want to tell them uh, who's in this fantastic uh, Marvel movie we're doing? Yeah, Josh, Marvel, number one. So already we're on the right track, correct? I can't think of any horrible Marvel movies recently. Uh, a Marvel movie starring Michael B. Jordan? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. You guys are actually watching... I don't understand it. It doesn't even go with the premise of the show, but I'm in. Of course I'll watch Black Panther. I've seen it like a hundred times already. I'll tell you everything <laughs> there is to know about it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, um, Josh, uh, what do what do Chris Evans and, and Michael B. Jordan have in common? Uh, they're both hand, I mean, they're both heartthrobs. And like, I mean, not my thing, but my sister loves both of them. They've uh, both been in, in in MCU movies and other Marvel movies as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. 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 Others, yeah, yeah, they have done that. They're um, they're they're pretty uh, fantastic, right? And their careers are on fire. <laughs> Wait a minute, you sons of bitches! Look, Josh, Josh, no, just hear us out. Just hear us out, buddy. Look, okay, you you've you've got to watch, you've got to watch this with us, okay? You have to. Uh, you, you, it's your expertise. Like I said, you're gonna help us steer people clear away from these types of movies. They already okay? did that in 2015. Walk yeah, off. I, I, okay, I'm just saying, we, Josh, Josh, you, you have to, you have to cover this movie. You have so much in common with it. What? How? Yeah. Well, for one thing, Josh Trank. I was drilling through the gas one day. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Summer blockbuster season commences on What Were They Thinking? I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And we are talking all month long. We are talking about the worst of the worst movies released during the summer months of any given year. Um, And uh, we have uh, hogtied and kidnapped our guest this week. Returning to the show, Mr. Josh Coates-Sabasakis. Hey. Hey, Josh. Uh, I'd like to say thank you for having me, but like this, this one was rough. Like this. <laughs> He'd like to say thank you, but he, that would be a lie. Yeah, okay, like spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Worse or better than Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? 
Uh, worse. Like I had to work. Like, <laughs> like it's it, worse in the sense that like at least Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, was like so bad that it captivated me to like watch it and laugh at it. Okay. This was like I was like looking at the clock. Like I paused it periodically. Like how much time is left of this? You know what I mean? So I hit pause to see how much the, the runtime was left. And then you must have said, surely there's tons of movie left because this is all the buildup. Now the movie begins. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. How, how much longer can this go? They're just beating Dr. Doob. Now, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie um, is kind of like an infamous uh, box office bomb of the 2010s, I would say. Um, a bomb, I mean, it cost $155 million. Do you do you guys want to venture as to what it made? Now it's not like two million dollars, but do you guys uh, get uh, know what, how much it's made at the box office? Uh, two fifty. Too much. <laughs> so we got two fifty and too much. Uh, this movie made again one hundred fifty-five million dollar budget. It made one hundred and sixty-seven point nine million dollars mm. combined with the marketing. Uh, this thing apparently lost the studio around a hundred million dollars. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yikes! I, you know what? I, I have real issue a lot of times when that, when this comparison is made, simply because if you're, if you're making a movie and you're putting in, you know, the budget for what it's made, the marketing budget should be included in the budget when you're talking about the budget for the movie, because that's when things like this and Warcraft and all those other things they come into play, where you're like, oh, this this made uh, almost double its budget back, but with the marketing, it lost two hundred million dollars. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing the budget thing gets figured out as soon as the movie's done. It's like the production budget, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know why they don't. I mean. I have an idea why they don't release it. Cause I think people will be like, what the fuck are you doing? Spending that kind of money. Uh, but for some reason, yeah, we only get the production budget, which I always like used to think was funny. I was like, Oh, surely Waterworld is a mega hit. Look at all the money it made. And then <laughs> and people will be like, no, but it costs this much to promote. Oh, okay. Like, you know, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which one? 98 <laughs> one. The, the, the good one, the Josh. <laughs> The one that was everywhere. <laughs> I remember the, liking the song. And then the song, uh, the song made me want to watch the movie, and I made my dad rent it for me. Now, which oh. one are you talking about? As far the, as the, 90, the 98 one. Uh, no, oh, no. The song, uh, There's Heroes. more than one yeah, hero to seek, because when we oh. talked about the, we talked about this on last week's episode, we talked about the, uh, the, the P. Diddy uh, a song that he where he kind of knocked off Led, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I thought you were talking <laughs> about the one where it's like. Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na. Then there's also uh, uh, Green Day did a, um, a Godzilla remix of Brain Stew for yeah. that uh, soundtrack. So. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, the remix was "Do You Know Your Enemy?" In parentheses, it's Godzilla. No, no, oh, okay. that song wasn't out at that point. Mm. So it well. would have been hard for them to do that. Fantastic Four, 2015. Let's just fucking dive in, guys. Yep. Uh, sooner well, begun, sooner done. Well, uh, to sum this up, this is Bitter the story. Bitter batter, let's get at her. <laughs> this is the story. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Of the Fantastic Four. Of a lovely lady who is raising up three very lovely girls. All of them had powers, like their mother. <laughs> Eventually. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at the 75 minute mark, where you like, where you want it. Um, <laughs> but this movie, this movie is is uh, the th- fourth uh, big screen adaptation of the Fantastic Four. Uh, well, one of those I mean, unreleased. One of the, yeah, unreleased. Third, exactly. Third, third and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Third theatrically released uh, Fantastic Four film. Um, if you can't get it right the first two times, third time's a charm, right? But that's the, I mean, say what you want about the, the ones that did the other two that got released. I, I, I actually derived more pleasure out of the, the first Fantastic Four with, uh, Michael Chiklis in it than, uh, than I did this one. I was thinking that the whole time I was watching this and all I could think is, man, I think I need to watch the 2005 one to cleanse my palate. Yeah. Well, as we'll get into, uh, as we'll get into it, those ones are at least entertainingly dumb. This mm-hmm. one is just dumb and boring. Yeah. And, and we begin with Reed Richards as a little boy. Does it matter to the movie? Not really. But we uh-huh, see him as he's a, a nerd. I love that we get the origin of Reed Richards before we get the origin of Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> And also yeah. Homer's I, my very first thought was, hey, it's Homer. <laughs> yeah, Homer Homer is his, Homer Simpson is his teacher, and he's kind of an asshole. Uh, <laughs> Reed Richards is a little kid, and he's like, look, I made this transportation device, and he's like, mm, is that next to your flying car? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, why, why do we have to see them as kids for the opening 10, 15 minutes? Unclear. But we well, do. we have to understand that uh, public schools do nothing but crush the souls of the imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> so. Their friendship also like barely factors into this movie. I think it's supposed to, but it's not really that important. Well, that's why but, yeah, that's why we sh- they should release the Trank cut. Uh, he's already Josh Trank has already said that he. <laughs> somebody asked him, are we going to see the Trank cut? And he said, no, thank you. Actually, I, I did see the Trank cut when I watched this. It put me right out. <laughs> well, um, I feel like. It, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say the, the, another thing, too, about them as kids. Like, not that I want to pick on this poor kid playing Ben Grimm, but uh, <laughs> could some have gotten him a pair of glasses? Did you see him squinting throughout this whole scene? I thought that was just because he he was he was constantly like used to having his eyes swollen shut by the abuse he suffered at home. Mm. <laughs> Which you know we get our first bit of fan service because Ben Grimm is uh, Reed's becomes Reed's buddy, but before that we see him at home. He uh, I guess he lives in a junkyard. And, and, and did you notice that they're Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was Nora. <laughs> Actually, the the first fan service was the joke about the flying car, the oh, fantastic okay. car. Oh. <laughs> fair enough see the first, that's why oh. that's why we needed you for this josh now stop chewing at your bindings <laughs> just stop what oh stop, stop chewing that's at your right. bindings right i forgot i'm tied up ah. <laughs> guys sign up for josh's master class <laughs> um but but ben ben is uh physically abused by his brother who says it's clobbering time huh mm-hmm. Uh, I I let out an audible groan at this point. I went, ugh. <laughs> and that's the, by the way, that's the only time we hear it. No, it isn't. Is it no. not? No. I don't He's, think Ben uh, ever says it. Yes, he does. Yep. Oh. He says well, it later at the, towards the end of the movie. I missed it because I was taking a nap. 
Because <laughs> you were tranked. See? Yeah. And That's... they uh and then the mother comes out and beats the shit out of the, the brother, right? Well, where yeah, do you she's... think the brother got it from? Well, right, but but like I'm watching it, it's like, well, I guess she's a good mother, like she's defending the youngest son. But are like I I didn't get it. Are are we supposed to believe that well at least his parents care for him because the the, the mother's like, Hey, leave him alone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the mother immediately starts beating the older brother and you're like, Wait a minute, what's going on here? Like are we As supposed in... to feel more are we supposed to feel worse for him here are we supposed to... as an older brother i can attest to that <laughs> and here's the Ugh. thing like none of this shit matters ultimately no like it never comes back it never factors into anything there's never a moment where he's like it's clobbering time uh i'm saying that to to make myself forget about my brother <laughs> well there's that that stuff doesn't but i mean the the whole relationship that the the boys start here um is supposed to show that you know reed and ben have have been together for a long time and reads the reads the brain uh and uh grim is the brawn because he's the one who helps him haul that gigantic power converter back to his house which they could have just found one of those at toshi station i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, but that's the thing. You, when you do that, you go to Moss Eisley, and there's such a wretched hive of scum and villainy you will never seen. And also, are we just going to glaze over the fact that Reed was going to steal the equipment? Yeah, he, he shows up caught? at the junkyard, and he's like, <laughs> I'm just looking for power converters. Oh, don't mind me. <laughs> I'm just an eight-year-old boy hanging out at a junkyard. I got to be back before boarding, or there'll be hell to pay. <laughs> Uh, and, and Ben is very, very interested for some reason. He's like, yeah, let's go check out that teleportation device. Here's the giant power converter. And they go back to Ben, uh, to Reed's garage where he's built this device. And, uh, and, and he's like, oh, let's, let's give it a whirl. And of course it causes a, a neighborhood wide blackout. Yep. Not the first blackout that was going to happen in the movie either. No, no. <laughs> no. They really, uh, they really went, they really went with the blackouts. <laughs> like they really relied on that heavily as a plot device. <laughs> For some reason, we get a Chiron that says seven years later. So again, I don't know why they didn't just establish them as friends when they're teenagers, or you know, whatever. Yeah, I it mean, it, this that whole scene, um, that whole section could have just been explained away uh, with him saying, "Man, this." You know, this this all started, you know, when you caught me stealing power converters from your family's junkyard. Boom, done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, if I'm not mistaken, the scene of them as kids was from 2007, right? Yes. Did you guys notice? So how old would they have been? Just shot in the dark. They would have been 10, 11? I thought they were like, yeah, I thought Reed was like eight and that Ben was like 13. <laughs> yeah. I figured uh, that I figured they were supposed it was supposed to be like when they're in there at the the school science fair, which for some reason Homer Simpson is still one of their teachers while they're in high school. I assumed he got promoted to principal. Oh, okay, and to another school. Yes. Okay. I also, <laughs> I also like how it's like Mr. Feedy all over again. Oh, oh don't you dare! <laughs> Sully the good name of Boy Meets World by putting it in lines with this garbage. I also um, like how they aged up Homer Simpson by just giving him glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so speaking of age in 2007, I don't know if you guys are, had this in your notes for later, but there's a part in the movie where they have a file on Ben Grimm. Okay. Did you notice what it said his date of birth was? Did not. Oh. 
1986. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> damn it! Now I've got to fast forward and find that spot to see if that's the truth. So, so he he's 21 <laughs> in a class <laughs> with a 12 uh, year old child. <laughs> he he didn't age at all between like 1990. In 2007, and then drastically aged between 2007 and 2014. <laughs> so my only guess is that 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 was a, that this was originally supposed to be a period piece, and they just cocked it all up. Yeah, <laughs> like dodgeball. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so the, seven years later, they have they have their uh, transportation device. They uh, they're they're showing uh, that they can you know do or teleportation device, I should say. Um, they, Matter exchanger. they use a model plane that they, uh, that works, and then they say, hey, look, there's some sand on it, possibly from China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because the backboard on the basketball net just completely shatters, Homer Simpson disqualifies them. To which I gotta say, look, charge him for the backboard, but that's a pretty good invention. Uh, oh, also- yeah, I had that written. He just glazes over it, like... <laughs> Yeah, like they he, just they just he teleported says a, something. He says they he says it's a like a magic trick or something like that. Not once did you see their hands go anywhere. So it's a pretty fantastic magic trick because either uh, they teleported yeah. something or they froze time. Um, also, um, again, just driving home the fact that public school crushes the imagination of the creative. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, a finding imaginative, <laughs> imaginative minds at public school, for some reason, uh, this Doctor Storm and his daughter Sue are just scouting people at the high school. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not like to catch a predatory type stuff. <laughs> Luke Cage's dad. Yeah. <laughs> More MCU. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so just, we'll just uh, keep mentioning uh, better movies <laughs> or television or shows, TV shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Dr. Storm and... So we're not going to mention Iron Fist. And and walks Sue Storm with the personality of the floorboards that she's stepping on. I mean, to be fair... To be fair... uh, Everyone in this movie is fully capable, but has nothing. Like, there is nothing in anyone's eyes in this movie. (laughs) They look bored, as bored as I was. It's like at one point they realized, hey, is it just me or have all we filmed so far? Like, there's one day of shooting left. Have all we filmed so far is uh, dialogue? And why, are, and why are there no lights on? I can't even see what I'm looking at right now. Like, oh, don't get me started about the color washing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, something with the word fantastic in the title is so bleak and gray. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you know this, guys, but that's what people want in their superhero movies now. They want it to be gritty and dark. If it works for Batman, it works for every single superhero. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing grim in a Fantastic Four movie should be the thing, okay? That's, I'm just putting that out there. Bam. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Storm and Sue are admiring the teleportation device, and they're like, here's a full scholarship. Oh, what's that? Ben's here? Uh, I guess you can go home. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> yes, good day, sir. Yeah. You uh, weren't the brains behind this. You only helped put it together, so hit the bricks, pal. <laughs> Reed drops him like a sack of potatoes, mm. and he gets a full scholarship to the Baxter Foundation. He immediately takes a liking to Sue, 
and it tries to it tries to introduce her to Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I think she knows what that book is. Yeah, he is definitely not the big nerd fish anymore in, in this pond. Um, absolutely. He's like, you ever hear about Captain Nemo? And I'm like, I've heard about Captain Nemo, and I only just recently watched that movie for the first time. <laughs> And also, he was blown away that she was listening to music. So is that, your, is that like your thing? Music? Is music your thing? Is that something that only some people do, is listen to music, you maniac? Well, I think in 2016, it was the big music renaissance, right? I did find it interesting that she was listening to Portishead. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Why not, indeed? She reminded me, actually, she reminded me of uh, a great film uh, called Blade Trinity, <laughs> where Jessica Beale is s- seemingly powered by whatever she's listening to on her iPod. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, what is it with that? <laughs> is that real? Did that happen? Well, she's like Ryan Reynolds is doing this voiceover and he's like, she puts the music in her iPod and it gets her geared up depending on what the song is and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> Oh, that. it's the patterns. Music has patterns, and patterns right. it, lead to. Yeah, it's not the first time that sort of thing is is introduced into uh, a, a character, as far as like a, uh, you know, being able to do spectacular things or fantastic things, if you will. Hey. Uh, that they're able to like link their uh, movements or thought processes with music, but um, I will say this: uh, it it doesn't usually pan out the way it does in the films. That's for sure. <laughs> well, guys, there's some tension right away because Reed says he wants to make a difference in the world, but Sue just thinks he wants to be famous. Yes, and this is where, and this whole scene, and my note here is, man, these guys are lighting the screen on fire with their chemistry. <laughs> the sexual tension is palpable. <laughs> so much so that I, that like, spoiler alert, when they don't hook up, I totally forgot that they're supposed to. Yeah. She, um... I was listening to her talk, and I've seen her in other... Like, I, I really liked her in American Horror Story. Kate oh, Mara. yeah, she's a good actress, yeah. But watching her in this, and if you go back and you watch her in something like American Horror Story, it's night and day. Mm. She holds she holds your attention in American Horror Story. And I keep referencing American Horror Story because that's the only thing I can remember off the top of my head that I know I've seen her in a few times. But in this, she she talks like this. Music has patterns, and I like to follow patterns. I can study them. And it's like, what? Like, you're so boring. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I wrote this down in my notes. There's nothing remotely interesting about anybody in this movie. Nothing. There's not. I couldn't tell you a single characteristic trait on, uh, other than she listens to music and the other characters are hot shots. So Dr. Storm... Uh, meets with his board because, of course, we always have to have how a board is board, of directors. How, how is board spelled in this one? B-O-R-E-D. Thank you. I bet the board is... That's right, Norm. So he meets with the board and he says, like, listen, we're going to learn about other dimensions and ways to sustain the climate because we can learn about... Blah, 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 blah. And this Tim is where Blake, I thought they, they were going to meet Krang. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything that makes me hooked and want to listen to a movie more, it's, it's when they bring up words like climate. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, because when I saw Tim Blake, I was like, 
Oh, it's Delmer from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's yeah. That he's always that character for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tim Blake Nelson is like, blah blah blah. I'm kind of the villain, and I'm like, all right. So. Tim, uh, he also uh, doesn't want Dr. Storm to hire back a man named Victor Von Doom. Which, by the way, I know that's his name in the comic books, but that's a stupid name. Kind of. You, sh- you shut your mouth about Victor Von Doom. <laughs> that is a dumb, dumb name. We're like Victor Von Gloom, am I right? Oh, yeah. Um, but Dr. Storm, yeah, yeah, Tim is like, you know, he's... He's a hot shot. He's he's a which he's not. Um, he, he's unpredictable. Blah blah blah. And Doctor Storm is like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm hiring him, and I'm gonna keep him under constant supervision because he's the most brilliant person ever, aside from Miles Teller, who I also just brought in. <laughs> so he goes and uh, he goes to hire Victor Von Doom with the lights off. With the lights off, and Victor <laughs> apparently can control his entire house with his mind control device thing. I, I thought and, it was like a. I, at first, I, when I first saw this, I thought he was like uh, quadriplegic or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I thought wow. he. I thought he was in like a special chair or something. He was controlling all his stuff from his from his chair because he couldn't <laughs> move. He does say he though, just, he, he just starts talking like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you won't. Answer to doom. I will only go if Sue is there. <laughs> but he does say... Do not uh, send me to the negative zone. Moo-hoo. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So the dude from the hurricane heist agrees to help as long as he gets to work with Sue. Um, and, and Dr. Storm is like, yeah, you get to work with my daughter. And that creepy look doesn't make me uh, worried about it at all. I figure since um, since he was more apt to like I don't know want to be there only if Sue is there I I feel that that should have given Storm the the notion to go yeah you know what uh, the B O R E D might be right <laughs> but Von Doom does arrive and he takes the time to go through Reed's uh, drawings and he says you know rudimentary elementary this is basically a child's drawing. No, drawing is what he Dr- said. Does he say drawing? Oh, that's because he's trying to hide his real accent, actually. <laughs> because he's, I think he's like Australian, the actor. Is his name Simon? His name is Toby Kebble. Oh, he doesn't like to do drawings in the bar. <laughs> Are you looking at my bum? Bum. Bum looker. <laughs> Somebody even says at one point where uh, when Victor is all like mopey, they, they, there's a comment where someone says, huh, Dr. Doom over here. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> That's his name. What? I, I, I would have had much more fun if she had said Dr. Doom and Gloom or Dr. Gloom. Something that was close to Doom, but not on the nose. <laughs> yeah, like every other line in this movie. Yeah, exactly. It's at this point where we meet Dr. Storm's son, Johnny, played by Michael B. Jordan, who I was glad to see because he at least has some charisma as yeah. an actor. Maybe not in this movie because <laughs> no one Not has in charisma. this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one in this movie is good, but they are all good. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No one's putting the effort in. Um, this is where he blows the, the ass end of that Toyota, doesn't he? Yeah, he's the closest yeah. thing to charisma in this movie. Um, he is, yeah, he's... he's uh, 
he's street racing with some random dude and he quickly wipes out and ends up in the hospital and gets a broken arm tension with his dad and we are uh, <laughs> the weirdest like motivation is that his father is like you got to come work for me now in the lab why does he want his son to work for him because he's good at being a mechanic so why didn't they why didn't they talk to you know Reed Richards' friend Ben Grimm who was apparently fairly adept at being a mechanic as well? Uh, because he needed to he needed to be out of the movie for a while. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, is it we get some spot on ADR here uh, where uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, calls uh, Doctor Doom and Gloom uh, Adolf. And uh, he says, <laughs> I I'm, not Ger- he's not, I'm not German. You can clearly see his mouth says Austrian. But what, yeah, do we need, like, what do we need next? Now that we have everybody assembled except for Ben Grimm, what do we need next, guys? We need to build that machine. And how are we going to do that? We're going we're gonna to use a, a montage. 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 And it was a montage of them talking. <laughs> it was. I actually wrote down in one of these scenes that was close to it was uh, – all I could think of was Mel Gibson when he was in The Simpsons. Okay. And he was talking about when he, how he redid Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. Was, God, all I did was talk for two hours. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what this movie was, was Mel Gibson and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. <laughs> all I did was talk for two. I didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> and, and and keep in mind, this is a uh, an action movie. Well, it's yeah. supposed to be anyways. It is classified technically as an action film. Oh, I thought I um, classified as sci-fi. Well, sci-fi action, superhero, whatever. Uh, the montage uh, causes the, de- you know, the montage is the, the device getting built, so we don't get any. It, it literally gets wrapped up in like two or three minutes. He sends uh, a selfie to um, the, a JYD, um, the junkyard dude. <laughs> yeah, got it in. Sense. Got it in. Wrestling <laughs> reference. Boom. Oh, you, you managed it. Managed it, yeah. Uh, Reed, uh, yeah, Reed sends off the selfie to Ben, and he's like, having the time of my life, buddy. Wish you were here. <laughs> ben answers the text while getting beaten up by his brother. Hey, did you guys notice that uh, Victor Von Doom looks like Adam from What Culture? Well, he was from What Culture. Oh, Blompied? Yeah. Yeah, he's with uh, Russell, Russell Talk now. Yeah. Yeah. All I could th- all I could think of was Hurricane Heist. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that again while I still have Netflix. <laughs> yeah, do that it movie up. Is bonkers crazy. It's so fun. <laughs> Throwing a hubcap in the Dude, wind. Throw throw that back to back with hard rain. Ugh. <laughs> heist movie in the, in pouring rain. That's that's oh, what a double bill. <laughs> the science in this movie is only a little bit better than the science in that movie. Um, so Reed and Sue have some real flirty moments where we finally get someone making more than just a sour look on their face. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, out of nowhere, he goes, are you adopted? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who asks that? Probably don't need to ask her. Like, maybe her mom I mean, was white. Right. I, you can, basically one of three things would happen. And he reads a smart guy, allegedly. He yeah. could put, he could put two and two together. Either A, she's got a white mother, B, she's adopted, or C, she was born in a prior marriage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's easy to figure this out. He's just like, so adopted? 
<laughs> just woefully socially inept. And, and the best part of it is she's like, yeah, or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I am. And uh, he goes, yeah, I know what that's like. She goes, oh, are you adopted? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole screenplay is like a first draft. <laughs> I know what that's like. Why are you adopted? No. No, he's like, <laughs> no, but I didn't like my parents. And it's like, that's not the that's same not thing. Not the same dude. thing at all. And he didn't even say he didn't like his parents. It was something like they didn't We're understand from another world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 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 you know, we get a little bit more of Victor Von Douche. And then they try to kill Andy Circus Because they send that oh, chimp to the other dimension. Shit. Yeah, well, at first Victor, Victor is like, "Hey, don't talk to Sue, okay? You're like, being you need to be unprofessional." You need to be, yeah, it's unprofessional. You need to be working, and he's like, mm, "We're done, dog." <laughs> what? What? And and, and <laughs> by the way, voila. That's how scientists talk, right? Yeah, yeah, according to this movie. Okay. Um, weirdly enough, they do send uh, Andy. Yes, they send send Andy Circus to the other dimension, and. Did you guys find it weird that like it, this was their first try and they were like, nope, we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was weird. Well, no, they, they had, uh, they, they said they had sent stuff before, but nothing as big as, as a person because, uh, you know, one of the things they, they, when they discovered Reed at the science fair, they talk about how, um, they were able to get like granules of sand, but they didn't know where it was from. Like nothing big, like as big as a, as a chimp here. Um, I, my biggest question is how are they able to get a signal across dimensional timelines? A really good antenna, I guess. You know, <laughs> they must have they must have Verizon. Do you know what my do you know what my reaction was when the monkey landed on the on whatever it was Earth two? You, you blew it up, you bastards! Damn you, damn you! Well, I, I thought I thought of Planet of the Apes, but then when, like when the monkey lands on the other planet, I thought, wait a minute! I thought he said earlier they were sending things to China. Well, no, <laughs> that's where. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's what he where, thought. That's what that's he where thought was happening. Thought he was sending stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then where did this come from? China, maybe. I don't know. And then, right. yeah, because he can just look at sand and identify the country of origin, <laughs> the Gobi <laughs> Desert or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The grains are in a tight line. There's some granular alignment over the bottom quadrant. Yeah, definitely China. <laughs> Uh, so the monkey, the monkey makes it back. Yes, and success on everyone's part. Where so much so that uh, Victor Von Douche wants them to have a drink, and Reed Richards says ethanol kills brain cells. <laughs> Reed, Reed is Reed is the fun one of the group, <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something. They they all get drunk as shit, as you said. We get a uh, bit of Von Doom's manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Reed calls Ben up and he's like, listen, 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 just a second, just a second, just a second, listen, <laughs> listen. The four, the three, just see, there's four pods, okay? And there's only three of us, so. But that's the thing, you, though. He need did... you to come down, because no, no, no girls allowed, dude. Oh no my girls allowed. I was so, come so down. upset that Sue did not get to go along. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I felt so upset about it, but, but maybe it was just because every time I've, I've seen 
or anything in, to do with the Fantastic Four. And I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. Uh, but Sue is always she's she was part of the original incident that gave all of them their powers. And she was there when it happened, not some happy accident afterwards when she brought them back. Yeah. yeah I, also, was, I, I, I also I also dubbed too. this plan uh, the uh, what could go wrong plan. <laughs> I was OK. So I was watching this. This was the second time I've seen this. I saw it when it first came out uh, for free. Don't worry. Um, okay. But when when she didn't go with them at th- this time, when I was watching, it, I was like, "Wait, does she just, huh? Like, th- how does she get powers?" And then I was like, "Wait, did they not give her powers in this movie? Am I remembering this completely wrong?" <laughs> and then that bullshit happens when they just come back, and she's like, "Ma, I'm invisible now." Like, and I'm like, "Cosmic radiation f- that came back with them, man." So, guys, I think we all can agree, though. So Ben Grimm shows up, and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, Reed, you're drunk as hell, and you're all going to a different dimension. That sounds safe. Sure. Um, but I think I think we can all agree that when they go to that other dimension, man, that CGI is fantastic. <laughs> well, in regards no. to this movie, I did enjoy the fact that, that where they said that they were, you know, they were going to make history, and then one of them was like, or we're going to die horribly, which made me think of Dr. Nick Riviera, where he would say, but we will know. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row of Simpsons. Yep. Um, I, keep, I keep I keep references going on forever. I, I don't know connections, maybe not, but references forever. Uh, well, if we're talking guest stars, it, forever. Forever, yeah, yeah. Forever. Uh, so, <laughs> forever. Forever. So they go well, to this. Why don't this... you referee me and Brett? <laughs> <laughs> they go to they go to the green screen dimension where it looks like they're going to fight the Gorn captain. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's not. It reminded me of the planet on Jason X, the CGI. <laughs> well, that's that's always a good thing to be reminded of. In a <laughs> oh, my God. At least in 2015. Cards on the table. I still have not seen Jason X. The you don't need Friday, to. The <laughs> and only folks, Friday the 14th movie I haven't seen. Folks, join us next week when we'll be reviewing Jason X. <laughs> It'll happen someday. I guarantee you it will. Josh, you make a comic book of Jason X and then we can review it with you. There that's is prob- there is a comic book. Of I Jason was going to say that's probably already happened, man. Uh, okay, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our little beer workaround. What, what we should do, Josh, what we should do is we should do like a, a, a triple threat uh, crossover, just just shooting the shit kind of episode where we talk about Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and the Evil Dead movies because Freddy versus Jason versus Ash is a thing in Dynamite comic books. Yep. So Fantastic yeah. Four. Fantastic Four. Uh, oh yeah, I tried to change the subject to get off of this topic. <laughs> Don't blame you. Don't blame uh, you. I try to talk about a better movie. Jason <laughs> X. Sooner gone. <laughs> sooner done. No, sooner begun. Sooner done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I we we get the secret of the ooze here. <laughs> because they find and, a, a vat of primordial ooze, I think. Yeah, and Johnny is really the only smart one because he's like, mm, yeah, I'm just gonna stay at the top of this cliff, but I, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Because <laughs> everyone else is like, let's follow the green liquid that's sh- that's fucking radiating off the ground. <laughs> Victor gets all horned up from the energy, and then they all start running back up the cliff because the cl- the the land starts breaking up and shit. Yeah, what kind of? I mean, they just all they did was stick the flag in the ground, and it, it managed to cause this giant fissure that uh, led to essentially their doom. Mm. 
their Von Doom. Hey! Yeah, uh, yeah Victor, is, they're all climbing up the cliff, but Victor loses his grip and he falls down to his death. Maybe. Stay tuned. Um, this is this part I thought was really funny because, okay, we see how they get their powers and it's like, okay, I get Ben gets a bunch of rocks in his pod. Johnny gets set on fire and I don't know, Reed can stretch and Sue is invisible because movie. Yeah. I, I, I get, I get how, uh, uh, old, uh, Johnny and, um, Ben get their stuff. But when Reed gets back, He's like he's trying to walk to climb to help Ben, and he stretches his body out. There's nothing that he comes into contact with that no. gives him should um, give him any sort of elasticity. Not that I want to give this movie any credibility, Dear but okay. I I thought that they did all of that for a reason. Did, okay. So when I when I watched it, right, mm-hmm. I thought it was whatever that stuff was that turned them into what it turned them into. Yeah. I thought it was making their basically the like their bodies are evolving to their surroundings. So okay. it tried to protect Ben because rocks fell on him. So it's like, how, how are we going to protect Ben? Oh, we'll turn you into a giant rock. Oh, yeah. no, this guy's on fire. How are we going to do that? Oh, let's make him turn to fire, too. And then with Reed, his foot was caught under the thing. Mm-hmm. So how how like the the secret of the ooze was like well how are we gonna protect this guy and save him and it's like well he's stuck let's just make him stretch so he can crawl and and uh, you know pull himself away from this okay but then Sue is the one that doesn't make sense so that's what I was thinking when I was <laughs> no no it was, but she was part of the explosion and she would have wanted to possibly generate a force field around herself to stop herself from being hurt so there Josh I've helped you. Yeah, there we go. I still think it's funny Case how on the nose. I still think it's funny how on the nose two of them are, and then the other two is a bit of a stretch. Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've been drinking. Uh, yeah, I could use another one, but I've already seen the movie, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> it, it still requires <laughs> to talk about it. Um, so they're all they've all like they're all slowly trans uh, transforming into whatever. Um, 48 minutes in by the way 40 yeah yeah uh, by yeah. the way this movie is like an hour and 40 minutes this is not like a big mm. superhero movie length which i gotta say even before i watched the movie i saw the length of the film and i'm like this is an origin story and mm, that's a red flag <laughs> see i but, i've never watched this movie before today mm-hmm. and i watched it and i was like dreading it because i i one i always swore i was never gonna watch it uh and then when you get you're welcome contact, yeah, when you guys contacted me about it, I was like, oh, I'll do it eventually. And I put it off as long as I could because I just knew I was going to hate it. And then when I turned on Disney Plus and I saw one hour, 40 minutes, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all being examined. Uh, they're all being examined because they all have those powers mm-hmm. by the military. Reed does manage to get out of his room, though, and sees that Ben is a giant rock monster. And he's like, I'm going to go get help, but it's going to take about a year. I'll be right back. And he was he was crawling through the uh, the ventilation system, uh, dragged his elastic wang across a grate, uh, which I was like that. I'm glad they didn't show us that. Um, and also we find out that uh, not only is most of the time uh, for Ben Grimm is it clobbering time, but at this point it's blubbering time because all he is is sad. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be? I well, I suppose. 
I mean, is there any? I mean, I'm sure. You know what? There's a there's a feta, there's a kink for everyone. I'm sure there's someone out there who would have sex with a giant rock monster. Did you ever? Did you ever see the episode of the Venture Brothers where they made fun of the Fantastic Four? I, I've never seen that show. Oh my goodness, it's it's fantastic. Uh, if you'll pardon that pun. Uh, there's an episode where they encounter a group that are like the Fantastic Four, and uh, Reed. Richard's character can still do his stretchy stuff. Sue Storm, whenever she turns herself invisible, the only thing that turns invisible is the outer layer of her skin. So you get this like walking muscle mass monstrosity with eyeballs and teeth showing. Uh, ben Grimm is just, a, you know, everything is rock, so he's dumb as a rock. And anytime uh, Johnny Storm uh, flames on, he is in terrible agony because he is on fire. So. Sounds like a better movie. Well, television <laughs> show, but you well, know. it sounds like it would be a better movie. Yeah. So at this point, Tim Blake Nelson uh, warns Doctor Storm. Yeah, he's like, he's like, listen, you guys are gonna have to play ball with the government uh, if you want to get out of here. We're totally gonna cure you, but first need to work with us. So now you're like, oh, cool, we're gonna see them slowly discovering their powers. Wrong. One year later. Yep. Now they're weapons. What the fuck? <laughs> that's why we need the trank cut. <laughs> I mean, that's my biggest what the fuck. And I'm not saying that Josh Trank's version would have been amazing because clearly he directed parts of he directed the rest of those movies not good. But I think like 20 minutes got cut it right here. At least they they suddenly are experts at using their powers. It's like when uh, Homer got drunk and tried to recount the tales to Marge on what he did the night before. And it went into like scene a 19, missing. Yeah, it went to like a 1920s <laughs> silent film and then see missing. Do, 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 do. And then it's him dancing and then it just says see missing and then says fa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we we get some we get some struggle here because Sue wants no part of using her powers to help the government, but Johnny is having a blast. Yes, he is. I mean, as much as you can in this movie where everyone looks sad. <laughs> it was a year later. Do you ever get the car back, by the way? Probably I mean, not. he's made a fire now. Does he really need a car? He can fly. Yeah. What Josh were you like, thinking? Still, he built the car by his, with his own hands. I think he didn't deserve to have his car back. <laughs> he's probably sold it. I built it with my own two hands. My money, my car. All right. Well, that's fair. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, but Dr. Storm uh, t- is talking to Sue and he's like, listen, we need Reed back because he can probably c- help us come up with a cure and we need to cure Johnny because I don't want my son going out in the field where they want to send him into like combat and shit. I don't want my baby boy to die. Also, this guy is, uh, his skin has turned to rock. Maybe we should uh, focus on that. Getting his skin back to normal. He'll be fine. <laughs> All he does is cry and punch things. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm pretty sure that's what I would be doing. <laughs> Fuck this life. This is a, that's a nightmare life. It is. It's a, uh, so it's a good acquiesces. thing when they sent. Uh, it's a good thing when they sent the Ben Grimm in to fight all those soldiers that none of them had any paper. <laughs> because you know, covers it, right? Little rock paper scissor humor for you. There you go. Oh. Josh has um, so, got a new character there. Uh, it's it's Cork. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So your new character <laughs> is just a, an existing character from another movie. <laughs> I just stole the lines from the other, the better movie that featured a rock monster. But yeah, so so <laughs> Sue turns into the Fantastic Narc. <laughs> yeah, she finds out where Reed has been hiding in secrecy in Mexico because she finds his patterns. Mm. Yeah, I need uh, I need to listen to music to figure this out. Oh, also Captain Nemo, that's him. <laughs> Yeah, he picked his best. the worst alias of all time. Right? And she's that'd like, be uh-huh. Like, maybe like, that'd be like me being like Peter Parker underscore Spidey June 2nd, 1991 as my... <laughs> Fre- <laughs> Freshman <User>. Joshy K. <laughs> User- <laughs> username, totally not elastic. Uh, <laughs> username, R. Richards, dot, dot, dot. Wait, that's too obvious. Read R. Read R. <laughs> Wait, I've got to come up with something that's a different enough, but we'll, we'll we'll let my closest friends know it's me, Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> it's it's Rod Richard. <laughs> Sounds like a hockey player, right? <laughs> Sue, how'd you find me? Well, I mean, your you username was it. your username was Reed Richards. Yeah, but I spelled Reed R E A D. <laughs> it's pronounced Richard, thank you. But I used I used two threes instead of E's. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. it was weird seeing um uh the uh the the thing without trunks. I was I was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have how does he pee? Uh, very I don't want it. Or we're getting into a, yeah, we're getting to a very Jason Lee Mallrats territory here. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, well, Reed does fight off the army guys, some of them quite easily, because apparently he's taught himself how to combat train. Um, it's been a year. He yeah. probably had a he probably had a few montages in that time. He probably ordered a few DVDs from uh, Tybo. I mean, mostly yeah, you know you. It Billy Blanks. Yeah. Billy also, Blanks. he uh, he used his face to stretch and disguise himself, and also changed ethnicities. That was great. <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, um. <laughs> It's okay. You can kind of all right. I kind of buy that he changed his face by stretching it, but you also changed ethnicities completely. (laughs) Strange to say the least. (laughs) I did like when they when they did when after they sent all the you know the soldiers to try to capture him. They they send in uh, Ben, uh, who gives him one of the weakest headbutts, and I was like, boo. Boo, I totally saw the light. No cell, no cell. It did look really weak, and I'm like, how hard is it to shoot that to make it look decent? Meanwhile, he swung for the fucking fences at his head with that right hand. Yeah. (laughs) That he he docked, that he took out a whole tree. Also. So he was going to murder him. Also, why did the headbutt hurt? Wasn't his elastic body just absorb it? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So they do manage to drag read back to the back to the Baxter Institute mm-hmm. and uh, Reed tells uh, Reed tells Sue like listen the government doesn't care about any any of you guys um, but but Sue is like listen you need to fix everything because they're sending Johnny out to the field and also like I um, like I kind of forgot he existed for a little bit <laughs> Johnny Storm because, yeah because like the, the editing and the pacing of it was so out of nowhere it's like oh right yeah I forgot that like an RKO might be going yeah. <laughs> we also well, no, have they, a weird... they show him zoom in with the the plane, 
Uh, he has uh, a little bit of thing where he likes what's going on with what what's up with him, and then he's off. He's not part of them capturing Reed again, mm. um, and, or anything like that. So when they finally do bring them all back together, so they can send them back to the dimension again, um, it, it, you're right. It, it's like, oh right, Michael B. Jordan's in this movie. Really weird too is they have him uh, step up to Reed a little bit and be like, hey Reed. And then he's like, "Welcome back, brother." <laughs> like, what? Why were you psyching him out for a moment? <laughs> well, because John. <laughs> well, no, because Johnny likes uh, what's going on. Ben's the one who should be pissed off at him because you know Reed fucked up on him for oh, a year. Oh no, I mean, I get why he's like welcoming him back. I just don't understand why he at first was acting all tough like he was gonna punch him. <laughs> yeah, that was strange to me. Um, but it's okay because we're back to uh, they send some red shirts to Planet CGI. Hmm. And this, I, I, actually, I have a note here that this Fallout expansion is terrible. <laughs> I guess it's one of the worst expansion packs ever. They cannot make Fallout 76 any worse. It's definitely one of the free ones. <laughs> but, guys, remember Victor Von Doom? Well, he's no. back oh. in a live form. <laughs> and he uses his scanner powers. Yeah. And, and for some reason, he has a cloak that he found somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where how he got that. There, there was, there were no fabrics or even, you know, looms on that uh, on that planet that I could see. <laughs> he whittled it out of sand. Yeah. The monkey brought it for him. <laughs> Good job, Mr. Giggles. Now go back <laughs> and get more. They, they explain that his suit has is fused to his body, which is why he has the. That like metal plastic look to his skin. Is that also yeah. why it looks like dog shit? No, that has to do with the terrible CGI in this movie. <laughs> Again, I need to ask, how does he pee? <laughs> also, also, what Down was he eating? Leg. What was he eating and drinking on Fake Earth? I think he was just part of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I, think- I mean. They were gone for a year. I'm sure he could have foraged for something. And you know, at this point, at that point, he's probably like, you know what? Uh, I'm either it's either going to sustain me or I'm going to die. One one's as good as the other at this point. How much how much is delivery on Skip the Dishes to another dimension? Well, if you order over twenty five dollars, it's free apparently. Oh shit. Yeah. You have to go to this very specific place. Yep. Jump in the teleportation device. Don't worry, it's just another dimension. Calm down. <laughs> I'm totally not going to kill you. Nothing bad ever happened to the monkey that went. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Victor comes back. He's basically Bicentennial Man. And uh, he has... A, 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 his powers are very vague. <laughs> he can make people's heads explode, I guess. And did they... I don't know. Did they do that for... like So you couldn't really see... Because it was just a... And, and that's it. So did they do that for a rating... Oh, because it makes Tim Blake Nelson's head explode? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Because this is a PG-13. It and is, they gotta, yeah. they gotta, they got to ease up. that You can get gritty, but you can't get too gritty. Yeah. I, I, it's at this point I did note that Ben Grimm looks like a, a rock lord from the GoBots. <laughs> no. I, know, I don't know the GoBots. Okay. They, they're like the Kmart version of the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, so pick, take everything you know about the Transformers mm-hmm. and like impact, impact Wrestling it. There you go. Oh, okay. That's or, like, yeah. 
Or like produced by the asylum or something. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, guys, I just want to note that uh, Doctor Doom is uh, starting to blow shit up and kill people. Oh, and this is Doctor Doom's a total Doctor Downer. <laughs> he is. I was watching and I was thinking, oh, this is weird. Nobody's talking. <laughs> what? <laughs> nobody's talking. There's no dialogue. Because that's what the movie has been the entire time. All dialogue. So Josh thought something happened with the sound in this movie because nobody was <laughs> blathering on for eons. You know, that's a fair that's a fair thing to say, Josh, because the movie finally gets started at the 75-minute mark. <laughs> it was at this point where I thought I had about 45 minutes of movie left, and it was like the end. Same. Doom just starts murdering people um and then he's like so at first when he says i just want to go home and dr storm is like no you can't i'm like why not just let him leave that isn't your home your home belongs here i'd be like are you an idiot old man <laughs> there is go. no victor only doom yeah i wrote I, that down to there uh, is no victor there is only zool uh, what an Reed idiot! Gives... Eh? Like he's just like, yeah, no, don't like, please don't leave, Victor. It's like, man, look, look around. There's like 16 exploded heads around you. Let the guy go back to his weird planet. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. We get, all... But instead, we get a, a, an inspiring speech by Reed Richards. Oh, does he? I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it was. I just have, I just have, oof, Reed speech. <laughs> so I seem to give. Uh, I don't. Like you said, we're at the 75-minute mark, so I was probably pretty in the bag at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't recall this speech at all. I do recall Dr. Storm dying here um, because Victor Von Doom fucks him up, but he doesn't blow up his head because this is a guy that we need to see have his last dying words, and he can't do that with a blown-up head. (laughs) So he just kind of makes his veins stick out and blah, 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 he's dying. So, (laughs) But he does does make the other guys uh, promise to take care of each other. Yes. So great dying words. You know, you have uh, it, it's no uh, it's no with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> At what point in this movie do you think Miles Teller was like, man, a year ago I was in an Oscar nominated film? <laughs> Probably day two. <laughs> <laughs> when he was like, shouldn't we be shooting like set pieces by now? <laughs> uh, guys, uh, I heard action, but there's no lights on. <laughs> and very little action. I I think I think there was more. I think there was more action in the last movie I did, Whiplash. Uh, and that was a drama. So, <laughs> but Doom, Von Doom, does go back to the dimension, and he creates. And at this, it's at this point where they're like, "Oh my God, he's gonna create a black hole that will swallow up the entire Earth." I'm like, "Oh, really? Th- okay." This is why I have Reed's speech because. This whole thing was just becoming such a blur to me at this point. This is where he has a speech where he talks about we can't, one of us can't beat him, but it's like no, but together we can. And he, he like calls on them to be a team, so they because they, together they can beat Doctor Doom. Yeah, because Doctor Doom just starts like easily throwing them aside and mm-hmm. one one after the other, and yeah, that's when his speech comes in, and then. Dr. The other thing Doom too is, is uh, they they established like that he does not like Reed Richards early oh, on in the movie. Victor, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. So Victor does not like Reed Richards, but they they kind of implied that he there was a mutual respect between him and Doctor Storm. 
Mm-hmm. But he outright murders Dr. Storm while he's trying to go back to his home planet or whatever. He's, and he's then, insane now. And then Reed's like, I'm going to go fight him. And then he just like kind of pushes him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Dr. Doom dies by getting punched. He gets punched and then disintegrates in the weird force field thing that he you can see that the black hole has started to swallow Earth and maybe swallows like 20 cars. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it's a PG-13 movie, but we're in a Godzilla type situation here. How many people died in that accident or incident? So so as far as the MPAA goes, you know what? Thousands can die just so long as we aren't up close while it happens. Don't you dare show blood or boobies. Yeah. Or say the F word more than once. <laughs> Maybe two or three times. Sometimes, depending on the movie. I, We're super vague at the MPAA. <laughs> yeah. The rules are written in stone that yeah. you can crumble with your hands. Uh, so Doom, yeah, Doom gets killed very easily. Mm-hmm. And... They fly out of the dimension back to Earth because, I don't know, because we're at the end of the movie and that's how we're doing it. And they go back uh, to a meeting that has, looks like it has a really great croissant plate going on. I mean, whoever is the office assistant there, they deserve uh, like, uh, like a kudos or a count on me award. Well, clearly um, they're not in New York then, as far as we know. From what Jean Reno's told us, I, I didn't know. I, I wasn't. I was just looking at them, so I wasn't yeah. sure if they were good croissants, but they they looked appealing. I think my main question is, how was the French roast coffee? Uh, it's clearly labeled French roast. Oh, that's good. So give me more so, sugar. <laughs> so based on the threat of Ben Grimm uh, beating up a bunch of government employees, they're like, fine, you'll get your own building, and you don't have to work for us. Now they call it Central City. Is that I? I is that a reference, Josh? Is that fan uh, service? Yeah, fan service to DC. Okay. Central <laughs> City is where the Flash is from. That's fantastic. Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? So they referenced a DC movie. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but did, it's but they, uh, it's um yeah, it's where the Flash is from. They do. They do. Um. They do at the end. They're 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 all talking about their new building, and Miles Teller, Reed Richards, whatever. He's like, we gotta come up with a name. <laughs> Wait. Um. The other thing too is I don't know I don't know why they were so hell bent on uh, ignoring Fantastic Four lore because the building is the Baxter Building. It's the famous headquarters of the Fantastic Four. It's one of the most yep. famous landmarks in Marvel. And originally, uh, I, th- I think it's Johnny says, let's call it the Franklin Storm Research Facility. And I was like, what? They're going to name it that instead of the Baxter Building? And then and then Sue says, no, Dad didn't like having his name plastered all over things. Let's not go with that. And I was like, here it comes. They're going to call it the Baxter Building. But then they didn't call it anything. <laughs> they nope. just moved on to t- naming the team. <laughs> Yeah, and I would have rather seen them do a dramatic reenactment uh, of the Norm Macdonald sketch about the Fantastic Four. The Norm Macdonald sketch. You guys, have you guys never heard that? No. Oh my God, it's this fan. It's it's just this great sketch from like the one. I think there's like one Norm Macdonald comedy album, okay. <laughs> and it's uh, they they talk about naming the Fantastic Four, where everybody gets a name relative to what they are, but Reed Richards is Mr. Fantastic. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, you're this this hulking thing of a monster. You'll be the thing. And and, and John, uh, Johnny Storm, you turn your you can light yourself on fire. So you you're the human torch. And, and Sue, Sue, you can turn yourself invisible with your uh, with your bending of lights. You'll be the invisible girl, and I'll be Mr. Fantastic. And there was like, wait, wait, what? You're who? <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking over the name. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the Fantastic Four. So they don't say Fantastic Four at the end of the movie, but he does say, wait, fa- did you say Fantastic, Ben Grimm? And there's four of us. <gasps> Credits. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, it, Johnny Storm yeah. took a shot at Ben Grimm. Where, oh, a weird one. Like, out of nowhere, just like says something like really mean like, and hurtful to him. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just super like rude out of nowhere where like they did not have like that RKM. relationship through the movie. Well, no, and it, I, I think they're supposed to have that relationship, aren't they? See, yes, they are. They're, I, they're, they're very much a uh, little brother, big brother kind of, kind of thing where, where they, they are at each other. They love one another, but they're at each other's throats and they, hmm. they drive each other crazy. And, well, because and John, they actually needling them. Right? right. They actually really did it well in the 2005 movie. Yeah, with See, this, Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis, where, where like you know Johnny just tortured him all the time. But this one here, like like out of nowhere, they're like, oh wow, okay. like just super rude. This movie um, was like the slash like crazy. Like there was so much footage cut out of this. So I can only imagine that it was established as a runner at some point, and that that was just cut, and all we got was the cruel joke at the end. Yeah. But yeah, uh, credits, and that's Fantastic Four 2015. Oh, and also, we forget to mention this, Kate Mara's hair throughout the movie. Because from when they did reshoots. Oh, okay. (laughs) It goes from being, like, normal looking to, like, way more blonde to not so blonde to, like, very yellow. Like, it just, it's all over the place. So what you're saying is it's uh, it's the Henry Cavill mustache of this movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I so I read actually I looked into it after the fact because I was like man her hair looks weird and apparently it was a thing that they did reshoots and um they brought you know they, when they brought her in for reshoots she had already colored her hair for another role so they just stuck a blonde wig on her <laughs> and uh like the blonde wig was like way more blonde than her hair was throughout the movie um, the other one, too, speaking of the Henry Cavill mustache, is Miles Teller, I guess, um, I noticed it a, a couple of times. He goes from, like, uh, five o'clock shadow scruff yeah. to, like, like to, like some thin facial hair to none at all in the same scene. So what you're saying is this was an expertly put together production. So, <laughs> Josh, I'll ask you first in that case, um, would you recommend this wonderful film? No. Okay. No. All right, uh, Nathan. That's a that's a no on my end. Uh, you know, if if you're if you want to watch a Fantastic Four movie, uh, have fun with the 2005 one, or even s- seek out the Roger Corman one and and have uh, an MST3K type night. Uh, but this is just boring and flat and gray, and it's very not fantastic. So the, what was interesting about like what they got wrong was what I was saying was that the, when the book came out, 
Fantastic Four comic came out, they put on that label of the world's greatest comic magazine when it first came out because that's how people truly felt about it. It changed the game, right? It really it really switched comics over into being this this major thing and put Marvel on the map. Marvel was a company that really was losing businesses, probably going to go out of business. In fact, superheroes in general were were passe. You know, the 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 super sto- superhero stories that they were doing then were things like um, very tame things like, um, oh, uh, how is Superman going to get out of marrying Lois Lane in this issue? <laughs> so superhero stories got very tame by that point because they were so heavily censored. So no one was buying superhero comics anymore, DC or or Marvel. And then Marvel comes along and they introduce the Fantastic Four. And they change the game by by things like the, the covers grabbing your attention and how colorful they are. They had the bright blue suits. They had the white fantastic car. They had a bright orange rock monster with the thing. They had, you know, human torch who's on fire. So the bright red and orange and, and yellow flames. You got villains like Dr. Doom who who's wearing the bright green. And these covers capture your attention when you're walking by the newsstand or walking by a comic book rack. But the movie takes all that and, like Nathan was saying, washes the color out. So you you took a book that revolutionized comic books and rightfully had the the tagline of the world's greatest comic magazine. And you took all the things that made that book great in 1961 through, you know, whenever they, they started to lose their, their readership. And you did the opposite of it in 2015. Meanwhile, the other thing, too, is in 2015... At this point, the MCU was well into things that worked for them. So, but this is done by Fox. So. Right, right. I, I know it's done by Fox. But what I'm saying is, at, at this point, it's e- it would have been easy for Fox to look at well-established superhero movies from MCU and just say, okay, what's working well for Disney and Marvel Studios? Okay, it's lighthearted. It's fun. It's colorful. It's bright. And they didn't do any of that. Total agreement. Um, yeah. It's going to be a no from me too. No across the board. Uh, we will be right back. What were they thinking? What were they thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared reseller VPS and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24/7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K for 25% off your first purchase. Oh, man, I've been stuck on this dungeon for, like, uh, two weeks now. I wish I knew how to get past this stuff. Oh, there, little youngster. I think I can help you out. Whoa, Jimmy Stewart. Well, that's right. Just, Mr. Stewart, I've been stuck on this dungeon for two weeks now. Do you know where I could get some help with it? Well, listen, if Jimmy Stewart knows one thing, it's video gaming. You were Nintendo World Champ three years straight. That's right. You know how I did that? How? Well, for the good folks at GameItAll.com. Wow, they sound keen, Mr. Stewart. It's your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Do they know about up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start? I think I just had a stroke. That's GameItAll.com, giving Jimmy Stewart a stroke since 2020. 
And we're back. Yes, yes, we are back. We're back, Josh. Welcome to NPR. We're going to uh, uh, read some poetry here. It's time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku, 17 uh, gorgeous little syllables to describe the film we just uh, described. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Josh, as our guest, would you like to read your uh, haiku? I would love to. <clears throat> I want my Sue Storm, my invisible woman, Jessica Alba. Very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, Nathan? Yes. <clears throat> Not so fantastic. Josh had me tranked wicked hard. Give me checklists now. Very good, very good. And I'll read the last haiku here. Uh, fantastic forgasm. Lots of tension and build up. Quick release, the end. <laughs> very good, very good. The, uh, the, the adolescent Fantastic Four, as it were. Yeah, the, adult, the little Fantastic Four Junior. Mm. Fantastic Four Inches. <laughs> There's the porn parody. Ow, we're out. <laughs> you know, but some chicks like it that wide. I'm just... I don't know why I said, ow, we're out. <laughs> but, oh, uh, but you know what, guys, Nathan, we talked about this movie just did. now for a mm, while. Right. But what do we always say? Well, for some reason, we always say... Don't take a word for us! Yeah, don't take our word for it. Holy shit. Critics rating for this movie, 9%. Mm -hmm. The audience rating, however, double that, boys. 18%. Uh. <laughs> let's, let's go through some of these critics' uh, reviews here for the Fantastic Four. Our first one, uh, first one here is from Richard Roper at the Chicago, of the Chicago Sun-Times. That he hack. Said, <laughs> <laughs> Who would he ever beat? Right. Uh, a lightweight and basically unnecessary attempt to once again bring some cinematic life to one of the lesser teams in the Marvel Universe. That son of a bitch. One of the lesser teams. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't think he watched the movie because he said lightweight. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't feel like, the, I feel like this was treated very heavily, very heavy handed, but mm. me that is almost, almost too grim, if you were. Uh... Despite the fact that there was very little grim in it. <laughs> no, he he gets tossed to the wayside for an hour of the movie. Yeah. Katie Smith Wong of Flick Feast writes, similar to the upcoming third reboot of the Spider-Man franchise, this Fantastic Four reboot feels unnecessary. The story has not changed, nor has the dynamic of the group. She's false in the fact that the third Spider-Man reboot was unnecessary because Homecoming was delightful. Yeah. I and it was necessary because they needed to bring him into the MCU. Yeah. Right. I liked both of the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Mans. Yeah. And as well as the uh, as well as the Spider-Verse. So suck it, Kate. <laughs> Our <laughs> words. Josh, what do you got? Um, 
This one, uh, I have Christy Lemire. Ooh. What does this say? Uh, laughably cheesy, bordering on Zardo's levels of simplicity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bringing Zardo's into the mix. You have my respect. Uh, another Katie here, uh, Nathan. Okay. Uh, Katie Walsh of the Tribune News Service mm-hmm. says, The latest iteration of Fantastic Four is far from what its name suggests. Profoundly uninteresting. It hits all the beats of the standard superhero movie, but, but provides nothing in the way of imagination or magic. Nope. Uh, Matthew Bond uh, of the Mail on Sunday uh, from the UK, uh, he actually <laughs> gave it a, a slightly fresh uh, rating of three out of five. And he oh, writes... What's that? I, I just said he's wrong. Yeah, well, uh, although this lacks the complexities of some recent superhero adaptations, this will still keep a party of bored teenagers happy on a rainy afternoon. <laughs> no, Matthew, no, it will not. I can't think of a single person who would be uh, enthralled by anything that's going on in this movie. Matthew, I can show you the Rotten Tomatoes page if you don't believe me. <laughs> Uh, I have, uh, what is this lady's name? Oh, where is she? Her name is Debbie Lynn Elias. Walk with Debbie Lynn Elias. (laughs) This is how she's (laughs) Debbie Lynn. She's she's savage. Let's just cut to the chase. There's nothing fantastic about Fantastic Four. (laughs) All they're based on beloved comics. In the second cinematic reboot, it's actually the third. In the second cinematic reboot, the translation of the big screen fails miserably due to, among others, one, one of the worst scripts of the year, two, miscasting of all, three, lackluster performance predicated upon the poor script and mis- miscasting, four, action and visuals that are not only bland and flat, but the other world so poorly conceived it resembles a badly painted matte background from the 1930s with no texture depth or imagination but jesus christ <laughs> and that's a fresh review right <laughs> i probably look more like a poorly rendered uh, uh video game from like a playstation 2 or 3 but you know matt painting that's fine too <laughs> i've only got one more critics uh rating he- uh, review here from courtney howard of fresh fiction and courtney says as it stands Trank's film only makes you appreciate what Tim's story tried to do. <laughs> okay. I do I do have one more, uh, and I only am saying this because her, her name just jumped off the page to me. Uh, Cynthia Fux, F-U-C-H-S, from Pop Matters, writes, A jumble of predictable, but also incoherent plot turns, dreadful dialogue, and unfortunate visual choices. Four out of ten. There you go. Where does she fuck? <laughs> Alistair Ryder. Fantastic Four is a fantastic bore. Oh, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Promote that. that guy right now. Yeah, I just that. picture I just picture that gif of the uh the guy like uh like oh, his <laughs> hands on his cheeks and just falling backwards ah, while, like, after... <laughs> ah, I, I was thinking ah. the whole time. I was thinking the whole time it was Gene Shalit using a pseudonym. That's <laughs> also a distinct possibility. <laughs> oh, listen to this fuck. One. Hold on, listen to this one. Jennifer Heaton. <laughs> I'm sad and disappointed. Because this movie didn't just shoot itself in the foot, it shot itself in the face, repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer 
was on fire. Uh, let's go into the audience, guys. Let, I yes, let's. Review here from. Uh, okay, I'm just going to start off with the craziest one that I have here. It's from Din V, and he gives it five stars. Okay. Why are the ratings so low? All of you people should go fuck yourselves because this movie is great. <laughs> Meticulously crafted with flawless direction from Josh Trank, as well as stunning battle sequences. Uh, maybe not an S on that sequence there, uh, Din. Um, and full-bodied characters. Unlike the 2005 version, there is a whole lot of chemistry between the leads, as well as tons of humor without being campy. It's hard for me to describe the greatness of this movie, so I suggest you should go and check this out for yourself. And if you're not a shithead, then certainly you would see the greatness in it. Other superhero films like The Dark Knight or Logan look like a piece of shit compared to this. What? <laughs> It enrages me every time I think of this movie because it garnered horrible reviews from oh. critics and audiences when it's easily one of the best films of all time. Five stars. <laughs> Listen to this one. Two stars from Reed R. Hold on, those. Yeah. This is this is literally the entire review. One sentence. One punch and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got one here from Corbin B. Uh, obviously Corbin Burnson. So um, he only gave it half a star. Uh, and the review is not is it's no the dentist. Uh, oh, they're review... gonna say it's no uh, Christian Mingle the movie. <laughs> right. uh, Corbin Burnson writes: uh, Is this possibly the most boring and monotone superhero film ever? And unlike Catwoman, 2004, and Batman and Robin, it's not even entertaining for the wrong reasons. Did you uh, did you read Zipporah G underneath who blamed all the racists? I did let's, not. Let's, let's skip that one. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's five stars. Uh, this movie is incredible. And people hating on it because Johnny Storm is played by a sexy black man by the, black man by the name of Michael B. Jordan. All racist or racist and bigots came together and destroyed the credibility of this film. I don't. I'm, and then it kind of goes on from there. And then she blames that Michael or Michael B. Jordan haters are the reason why it failed. I don't know about you guys, but like when the movie came out, wasn't one of the things that people were saying about it was like, at least he's not awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at Michael least, B. Jordan. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan yeah. was never described as the weak link of that movie. No, he was yeah. not. It's, no. But she, yeah, anyway, she says that it was bad because all the bigots got together and... Yeah, no, that's that's not the case. I <laughs> do not feel that's the case at all. Okay, <laughs> guys, I'm only, I'm, I'm only going to read one more and it, because I don't think I can read a better one than, than this. Um, this is from Smash B, who gives it five stars. And he simply says, this movie makes Citizen Kane look like Ebola cancer. <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, five stars, right? Yes, it's a five star review. I've got I've got two here uh, from two very famous people. Uh, first is from uh, Benjamin D, which I assume is Benjamin Disraeli. Okay. Uh, half a star writes terribly unfantastic. Dot dot dot. That's it. There's no other thing. There's nothing after that. <laughs> And uh, Anthony F., which I can only assume is Anthony Fauci, uh, you know, the uh, the chief medical officer in the U.S., mm -hmm. writes, 
This movie exemplifies the problems with modern comic book sci-fi fantasy movies. They all expect to be a part of a trilogy. That way no one will notice that they spent the entire movie on setup and backstory with the real action in the subsequent films. However, when there is no future films, you are left with this aborted prequel. It is an interesting take on how they obtain their powers. It's too bad that it was attached to this uh, stalled vehicle. See, I thought you were going to say that he was going to be like, this was a superhero movie. No one was wearing a mask. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> this, this, was, this was written in May, uh, in May, so they weren't totally in behind, behind the mask. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Jo- Joseph, oh. He, he does a little review here, but I'm just going to read you the first sentence. This, this, and then in all caps, this shit is ass. <laughs> oh now trying to steal some thunder there <laughs> lucas lucas b as a huge fantastic four fan i think this film let me down way more than the other two p.s it's not a film it is garbage <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we covered it <laughs> yep that's about it and that's like 2015 p.s what? it's not a film it is garbage <laughs> he said it's so matter of factly <laughs> Rented at your local blockbuster today. <laughs> um, so before we uh, move further, we should kind of hint at what's coming up next week to continue summer flopbuster season, summer flopbuster month, I guess. Um, Nathan, why don't you give us a little hintsky? Uh, you, know, I got a badge and a gun. You know, it's just, you know. Perfect. And also, evil gets an upgrade. <laughs> Wait, what? Jason X next week. <laughs> Josh, I've got some bad. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Some... Okay, perfect. So that is what's coming up next week. Uh, and uh, is Montrose there as well to say a few he, words? He is. Just give me one moment. I will get him. Okay, Josh, uh, keep your hands uh, inside the ride at all times. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Menkington III here. It's always uh, a pleasure uh, to be in the presence of a a fellow who has has, uh, uh, ran the ropes, as it were. It's good to see you again, Joshua. I am Montrose Merkington III, and I would like to invite you and all of your friends and everybody else listening to my YouTube channel, Montrose Merkington TV, uh, where I discuss the graps uh, at, at great lengths uh, most of the time. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and be my friend as part of the Facebook group, uh, Montrose Merkington III Esquire and Friends. Uh, finally, uh, you can tweet me if you wish. I will be more than glad to take uh, messages. Uh, please uh, do keep them peaceful. Uh, PG-13, or at the very least, uh, a hard PG. Uh, you could do that at Montrose the Third. Uh, that's the number three R D. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Josh, you got something to plug? You want to plug something? Nah, man. I sell insurance now. Like, I don't have anything to plug. Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what am I doing? Well, do you want to? Do you want to? I mean, do you want to sell? Do you want to sell what kind of insurance you're selling? You want to sell people some insurance or? Nah, man, I don't have anything. I got a baby coming. I mean, well wishes, gonna, I guess. You gonna, you gonna plug that? Yeah. <laughs> Flyboy, Flyboy, Rocco Rock is coming. 
<laughs> the greatest oh. wrestler of all time. Yeah. Rocco, Rocco James Constantine, Code Sabasakis. Doctors <laughs> don't know when he's coming. Sometimes between October 2nd and October 9th. They can't quite pinpoint that yet. So would it be great if they made uh, Rocco's Modern Life, but with Rocco Rock? <laughs> so far, he's been called Flyboy Rocco Rock, The Rock Don Morocco. Mm-hmm. I just call him The Rock sometimes. And I'm sure all of these names have been approved. Yeah, I mean, Rocco is legit. That is what we're naming him. But, okay. uh, so, you know, Rocco and, and, and Nash... You're not going to be happy until everybody in your family has some sort of wrestler name. Yeah, yeah Nash wasn't uh, my pick. I mean, I love him, but Jamie's the one who named Nash. And I said to her at the time, people are going to be like, you named him Nash because of Kevin Nash. <laughs> and she was <laughs> That's like... That's how people talk to you? <laughs> yeah. As you would see, what the ironic thing is, is I've got a, I got my setup here in in the cast of the Coat Sab. Um, down in my basement, the the man cave, as it were. I've got like a, a section of like everything that I, you know, like. So there's like a little area for hockey. There's a little area for comic, actually a large area for like comics and action figures and stuff. And then there's like a shelf of WWE stuff, wrestling stuff. And I've got a ring set up and I always change up the ring. So it's one of those, like, I don't know if you've, you've heard of them, like the big elite scale rings where it's actual canvas and things like that. And it's built to scale and all this stuff. And I always I always switch up the display in it, and I put on a nitro uh, mat and change the ropes to all black, and I put the apron, uh, what are they called, the uh, ring skirts as uh, nitro, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I did an NWO display, so I had Hall, Nash, and Hogan, and um, my dog never bothered with this thing ever, but for some reason, he was terrified of the Kevin Nash action figure to the point where I had to take it down. <laughs> so my dog my dog nash walked by like the setup one time he just kind of walked and then sees kevin nash and then immediately just starts barking his head off at it we're like with his hair standing up his tail got like all big he's like showing his teeth at the kevin nash action figure and then he like ran and hid from it he was like <laughs> he was like whoa it's like looking into a mirror oh, i thought it was because the dog thought you were sending a message if you don't knock it off i'm gonna cut your quads off yeah I, I said that to him too. I was like, buddy, like if he comes after, he's just gonna blow it a quad. Like, relax. <laughs> uh, so, but no, nothing to plug. I'm gonna be a dad. That's the that's the plug. So uh, you've no. already plugged everything that needs to be plugged. Uh, call call TD Insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call TD Insurance for your insurance needs, and uh, I occasionally sell comic books. Wait, I don't I get the have... plug thing. Tell me how babies are made. <laughs> I, well, I, see, I, you wouldn't get that, Brendan, because Mariah is the one with the gigantic penis in your relationship. This is true. Yeah. So, yeah, Josh, you sell comic books. So that's why you're such a big fan of this movie, as we said. Yeah, except it did more harm than good when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted Fantastic Four books when this came out. <laughs> is this based on the movie? <laughs> I'll tell you a it, book to get. And I, I actually I have it if anyone wants one because I'm going to sell it. Right now, the one that's gone up is Ultimate Fallout number four, the first appearance of Miles Morales. I don't know what happened. This book was like, for the longest time, it was like a twenty dollar book, and then it kind of turned into like an eighty dollar book, and then Into the Spider Verse came out and hovered at around a hundred to hundred and fifty depending on condition. And then just like in the last two weeks, this thing has become like a six hundred dollar book. 
because he's going to be like a focal point in the next Spider-Man game well, the, or slash game, expansion pack. Right, <laughs> but but it went up before the game announcement, though. So it it's my buddy Joe sent me a screenshot of one that sold, mm-hmm. and it was um he said yeah look he was the the sold like a week ago before well, the game also, announcement so. They've also they also did they did announce Spider-Verse 2 is going to be a thing as well so yeah that must be it then I I missed that so cuz I think they just did that recently then didn't they uh probably in the last I think it just it, they either announced it just before or just after all the uh all the quarantine stuff so yeah. that would probably explain it yeah it's probably what it is well good anyway that's that's my big thing to plug. If anyone wants Ultimate Fallout number four, hit me up. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. So um, as we round up here, um, you can find us on all the uh, all the podcatchers. Just look for us. We're there. You can also find us on social media and Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for What Were They Thinking? You find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. If you sign up before the end of August on any tier level, you can actually choose a movie for us to uh, talk about on a future episode. So that's fun. Uh, so do that if you'd like. Uh, if you're already signed up and you haven't given us a movie pick yet, then uh, please do so as well. Um but other than that, Nathan, mm-hmm. do you have any questions? I've got a few. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, with a movie with uh, you know a fellow who's in an Oscar caliber film just a year before, mm-hmm. uh, and in, in a movie that actually has some decent. Uh, character actors uh, within it who have a lot of talent, and, and in a movie where the uh, it has the word fantastic right in the title, but they wash everything that is visually fantastic about it right out of the movie. So much so that is, if you were colorblind, you would you wouldn't even really notice uh, because you'd just be like watching a black and white movie. Yeah. Uh, and in a movie where they take um, 75 minutes. Uh, to build to a just a punch and then a quick wrap up, I, I and and with a movie where Roger Corman got it right the first time, so why did they even bother with these other ones? I have to ask. Shoot, what were they thinking? Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind People stopping staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going while the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Going well, the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over the ocean like a stone I 
Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flicks X-Ray podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hey-oh. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet.